two interracial couples on a quest where fantasy and the real world collide. This is When Crit Happens. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Raghatima. Raghatima! I am your game master, Torsten David Johnson, he they, and I am joined today by Joshua. What up? What up? <laughs> what up? <laughs> What's happening? Joshua's gone off the rails. Uh, I'm, I'm Joshua David Robinson, he they, aka a titan, your belt. And Deanna? My name is Stephen Germain. <laughs> what? <laughs> Stevenson? My name is Stephen Germain <laughs> Stevenson. <laughs> no, no. Wait, my name is Stephen Stevenson. Uh-huh. That's my name. My name is Stephen Stevenson. And I go by they, she. I go by any pronouns, really. I don't care because my, I really go by Stephen. Oh, wow. <laughs> Germain you, Stevenson. No pronouns, just Steve. All of the pronouns. No, no all pronouns, pronouns and all the pronouns. Mm. And and all the names gotcha. that are Steve. I go by any name that includes the word Steve. Stefan. Stefan. Great. Great. Amazing. Great. And Kylie. <laughs> hey, y'all. Kylie Brinkman, she, her, playing Josephina Wick. Goes by Joe. Also, she, her. Oh, yeah. I play just Sue. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. We I'd... moved on Steven, from you. We moved on. <laughs> Steven. <laughs> I was looking for Deanna. <laughs> I have no shade to any of the Stevens that I personally know or out there that listen to our podcast, but Steven is genuinely one of the most funny names. Like, what? Just, what that's my dad's funny? name. Why, it's just Why is it funny? Yeah. He spells it with a know. PH, so when telemarketers call him, they say Stefan or mm-hmm. Stefan, and it's like, mm-hmm. it's Steven with a PH. It's just like, imagine you're on the street and someone goes, okay. Steven! <laughs> I can't yeah, imagine, I that. imagine that. I've heard people. <laughs> I've heard it. I've yeah. said it. You guys, you don't even know who Jared is. Oh, you God. Don't. No. Uh, what? Nope. The, nope. 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 Um, nope. We're not doing it. In true Kylie fashion, as Tor started to do the intros, I legit, like, my eyes perked up. Like, oh, shit, that's right. Intros are happening. I don't know why. It t- takes me by surprise every time we do it. <laughs> like, yep. what's my name? Like, I have to, like, Think about it. I was stressed out about it too, which is why my name is now Steven Stevenson. (laughs) And Uh, with that, let's jump into a little recap. So, last session, you traversed the mountaintops of the Stormcrest, descending along the steep ridge from Tempest Top down towards Typhon Head. On your way, you tracked the Koro army far below you and noticed that the outriders who were scouting ahead were likely to reach Typhon Head soon. You dropped down the cliffsides to intercept them and found a natural bottleneck where, Jasu, you channeled divine energy and created... Sunlight. A fog cloud. Oh. Yep. (laughs) Yep. You used this to waylay the mountain troops, which included Captain Krigo. Joe, you charmed him, and he dropped the scroll he was carrying, which, Titan, you nabbed. You were going to take off and leave the soldiers in their confusion when you realized scouts on foot had arrived above you, including June, the Koro soldier who was responsible for your brush with death, Jasu. The three of you tried to hide to let them pass, but they spotted you as the fog cloud dissipated and battle ensued. It was harrowing, and you felt outmatched. But after you took down the riders, June and... But after you took down the route... But... But... (laughs) (laughs) sorry i had to (laughs) (laughs) no i have to keep that in huh great you do 
it was harrowing and you felt outmatched, but after you took down the riders, June called their scouts back, retreating towards the bulk of the army. You grabbed the two remaining horses and urged them on up along the cliff's edge toward Typhon Head, which, when it came into view, red granite reflecting the warm light of the sunset, was flanked by the masts of several pirate ships. And up on a battlement, you saw a tri-cornered hat emerge. And that's where you are now. What do you want to do? We see a person in a tri-cornered hat? Yes, you do. You see their silhouettes uh, up on the battlements here. I would like to see if I recognize this person. Uh, okay. I would like to sniff the air for any scent that is familiar. Phenomenal. Okay. <laughs> I am a dog. Give me perception checks. 15. 17. 11. Joe, you see that the sunset is really beautiful here <laughs> on this red wow. keep. Jasu, you smell and you you had a 15? 15. You get a, a whiff of something familiar, but you can't quite put your nose on it. So wait, sorry, Joe just noticed the sunset. That's what. You're just enjoying the sunset. Yeah. I, this you has become a pattern. I start with the, the lowest sunset. perception. I love it. No, I love and, it. You perceived the sunset was real nice. Yeah, it's I think a that's nice a wonderful sunset. role. Yeah, I dig it. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> and Titan, you are looking at this person in tri-cornered hat. You see a glimmer of this gold light of the sun reflect off of something shiny in their smile and you don't recognize them mm -hmm. but they are they are smiling at you you can tell from a ways off here too far to comfortably shout mm -hmm. as we approach i turn to joe and oh that's right we're on horses aren't we you are oh i forgot about that jasu and joe are on a horse mm -hmm. together and Tiny's on a horse i whisper to joe since she's Right in front of me, and I have enveloped her with my entire body. Elephant I riding go, a horse, by the way. I just yeah, yeah. Point that it's out. absolutely incredible. Okay. I say, I think I may know them. Where do you know that? Where I don't know, what? but they. You know pirates? And then I think I want to just keep going towards the keep. Yeah, yeah. So you head straight for the keep, and as you're as you're approaching Titan, you see that this this person keeps looking at you, and you you take note of their garb. They're wearing a purple calico dress. It looks practical and fashionable functional and fashionable. right 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 thank you thank you functional and fashionable yeah okay so are we gonna we're gonna have to go buy them in order to get to this keep they are in the keep yeah they're, they're in the they're, keep they're so we, in we, the keep we, we're rolling right up to them okay yeah. bet Great. and uh, and as you approach she shouts down well look what the coro horses are bringing in i must say you three are dressed finer than any coro soldier i've ever seen Titan blushes for the first time in their life. <laughs> and yes, of course, we ain't wearing no ashy armor. Uh, uh, who do I have the pleasure of greeting? Well, you're speaking to Gold Tooth Bunny. Ooh, Gold Tooth Bunny, let me see your grill. Your, your, your grill. <laughs> <laughs> she smiles and, uh, and you see that. Smile for me, daddy. What you looking at? <laughs> <laughs> she has a nice set of gold cap teeth and uh and she says, "Well, where are you headed on a night like this?" Well, uh go to Bonnie, 
we didn't come by these Cora horses by ordinary means, and these ain't the only ones that's heading towards your keep right now. I imagine they wouldn't be. What are you doing here? Well, first and foremost, looking out for Coro horse riders. But as I said, I was expecting someone wearing uniforms. Yeah, that ain't us, but but I think we got what you might have been waiting on, and I pull out the scroll. Amazing. Okay. Oh, well, what do you have there? Took it off of one of them Ashy Coro peoples. Why don't you read it aloud? Let us know what they've got to say. <clears throat> to the occupants of Typhon Head, surrender imme- Surrender immediately. Surrender immediately. You are illegally occupying lands and structures which belong to Baron Coro, rightful descendant of the founder of Typhon Head and Deephold, the lawful lord of Stormhaven. It keeps going like this. Man, the he's Storm got so much Crest. to say about himself. Uh, just give me one moment. Uh, Jaquera, Jaquera, you're going to want to get up and, and hear this. And you see a second figure rise above the battlements on the walls in front of you. Wearing a long leather jacket and a purple bandana tied around her curly red hair, she looks down at you and says, it seems that there's something important here. I didn't... I think you might have been getting to it, but... No, no, here I have her rightful lord If you surrender immediately, you will be given your lives and treated as respectable prisoners of war. If you attempt to resist or to alert Delargo forces to their impending doom, you'll be considered an enemy of Baron Coro and subject to immediate punishment up to and including death. We look forward to living with you under the new administration. Long live Baron Coro. Well, he's got balls, doesn't he? I wouldn't know. <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, pleased to make your acquaintance. Do I... you run the orphanage? <laughs> yeah, what are orphans? I'm sorry. I should have introduced myself. Yeah. My name is Rude. Admiral Jaqueta Darkwater. I have taken control over Typhon Head because we have intelligence that an unauthorized force of Koro soldiers is making its way here. Are you uh, working for the Koro military? The bitch, please. Okay, just wanted to make sure. Who asked? So I. Who asked you to come here and, I guess, protect the keep? Wait, can, or... can we just say that these women do not see Joe because <laughs> Jesu is so large? <laughs> and you're sitting in front? <laughs> no, no, I'm sitting behind, but my body has enveloped oh. her because she's so oh small. Oh, my gosh. Like, my arms <laughs> in front of her completely cover her. <laughs> so they just hear a voice from nowhere for my stomach. I'm sorry, gray one, is is your belly talking to me? No, that is the voice of Joe. I like wiggle, try to like wedge myself out from the cleavage of Jasu. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's that's me. Um, so who asked you to, to look out for this place? She narrows her eyes as she looks at you and she says, so I appreciate the fact that you seem to have some enmity with the Koros, given that you're riding their horses and not part of their regiment. Uh, but unfortunately, I have no reason to trust you, and... I 
dismount yeah and do a a little bow and bring my hands together and say i am the prophet of solian and i have come to aid those in need uh-huh okay so as i was saying i have business to attend to including fortifying stay raised this fortress for fear of a very harmful military action so like you got we got two questions for you a are the orphans okay are there orphans we were told there were orphans uh, here there... i have come for the children i have come to save the children for the light my intelligence tells me that the orphans are fine they they lock themselves up in a high room in the keep your intelligence have you seen the kids your eyeballs you your are eyeballs in have... the keep look my look, my friends i am you are in the keep i am on currently the battlements to begin with <laughs> what does that you mean have... what are the battlements? <laughs> i'm on a wall you have, i am standing on not, a wall okay. you have not keep entered. is that big building behind me i should have asked and you before. have not entered the keep to assess the health and wellness of the children i just got here okay one minute ago yeah. And we trying to give you some information. Here's the score, lady. And I try to tell her what we saw, the numbers of the army that we saw, mm -hmm. the like fact that we sent some other people to go back to Stormhaven to like warn them as well. And the fact that we know that they, like the stuff that June told us about like, hey, we're fucking here to fuck shit up and we're going to take these people out. I don't think I don't think this little force that you've mustered here is gonna be enough. And as Titan is doing this, Jasu is breathing deeply and wondering where this like frustration is coming from and trying to be like, it's all well. I'm gonna go back into hmm because Jasu is like, the fuck this lady? <laughs> like the children are still inside behind you? Ooh, ooh, the light will ever shine upon you. I think we might be on the same team here. Well, that would be very convenient, wouldn't it? Are you trying to come inside? Is that the... Yeah, the invitation's there. I didn't know you was keeping us out. They, yes, they we're coming to... inside. Mm -hmm. Okay. Jaquetta looks over at Gold Tooth Bonnie and says, they want to come inside. Jaquetta looks back and says, they want to come inside. And uh, gets a little glimmer in her eye and Jaquetta looks back and says, oh, we should probably let him inside then. Huh. I don't oh, oh, do we want to go inside? I don't know. why. Selvie! And calls, calls behind her. And they they say, come on over to the front door and descend behind these walls. And you see that the gates creak and begin to, to swing open, allowing you to see inside. It's a big fortress. It was a, a military fortress up until very recently, you know, and when it was turned into a school. And in the courtyard, you... This is where y'all teach kids? <laughs> you know, they say that penitentiaries and schools are designed by the same people. They get the same kind of government contracts. This is not a good place to be learning. I would not feel inspired. I would not feel encouraged to do my best. I would not feel free to become my best self here. I shockingly agree with Titan. You hear a voice from, from one of the windows high up in the keep. You're like, I couldn't agree more! <laughs> <laughs> and inside, you see a small band of pirates. Jaqueta is striding down the stairs and steps to the center of them and says, well, it seems that we have some visitors that want to come inside. Uh, what do you all think? Should we... Why do you keep saying it like that? Yeah. Why? She looks at you. She says, well, when somebody wants to... 
Come inside. Come hang out with us. We have a ritual. Is this a an orgy ritual. thing? Is this like, I was going to say, this is, is this not becoming sexual. People say on the streets that I've just sexual. never encountered before. Like, they saw Joe come well, up through my boobs and they were like, well, like, oh, they want to come inside. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I guess what? it could be that. Gotta... This whole thing became one big sex fever dream. Maybe after we win the battle. See, <laughs> have me on the Patreon page. <laughs> Tune in for, for D D orgy time. That actually would be so fun. So we got a battle coming up. We're pretty mm. sure that's what you call it. Yeah. Okay. And before the, mm. before what do you like to do before battle? Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. And that's the end of our session, everybody. I'm sure. <laughs> Okay, Uh, derailed. Wow, I've never seen Torsten this red in my life. Yeah, I was going to say, babe, I can tell you're blushing through the screen. Because Torsten would just imagine, it's like, wow, I got to run a sex scene with all three of these people right now. now. I was not prepared for that. I didn't. I I wrote mechanics for something else. 18, 18. (laughs) What does that get me? What does that get Um, me? Uh, And... On the ja- rails. Here we ja- go. Jaquetta, Jaquetta nods her head and she says, we do like orgies. <laughs> Jasu freaks out. <laughs> Jasu dies again. <laughs> Keel's over. Hey, everyone. This show is going off the rails, so I'm going to take the opportunity to thank some of our wonderful patrons. Monumental thanks to Steve Brinkman, or should we say anonymous. And no, it is not a coincidence that his last name is Brinkman and my last name is Brinkman. Thanks, Dad. And Andrew Jones, both of whom have joined at the epic boon level and therefore are deities of the podcast. I'm pretty sure we promised them. I think I promised them a whole host of things, including a little song. So I'm singing a song of gratitude to Andrew and Steve. Okay, that's all you get. So there you go. If you too want a song or if you just simply want to support the podcast, you can do so at patreon.com slash happens. All right. That's all for me. Now back to the orgy. So whenever we have people that want to come inside. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, let me put it this way. If you were men, we'd have to kill you. But what? What? Finish your statement. Seeing that you have made nothing but friendly entreaties to us and that we have a battle on the horizon. Yeah, we've got a little tradition. Or if somebody wants to join us, they have to they have to step up first. Step I have up no intention and... of joining whatever is happening here. Oh, so I then you don't want to come to... inside. I merely would like to check on the children. Right, right. May the light ever uh. shine upon you. I tried to walk inside. <laughs> uh, Selvi, why don't you uh, say hello to, what did you say your name was? I am Jasu. I put up my hand. Jasu, uh, Selvi walks up to you and grasps your hand with, with her hand, a, a large, strong seafarer's hand. She claps it and says, yeah, this one's strong. Thank you, my friend of the light. And then I put my hand down being like, that's not what you're supposed to do. And then I just continue to walk inside. Insight? Can I roll insight? Sure, yeah, yeah. Can I roll insight? Yeah, for sure. Nat twenty. Thank <gasps> God, somebody Amazing. had to do what it. What are What yeah. are you What are you rolling inside Fuck on? Yeah. What do you want to know? On this situation, what's the vibe? Are we gonna okay. die here? Are they trying to fight us? Are they a threat? Ha- or are they just like puffing up their chest? We already a bit? established that. I thought, but what? Just because I'm a 
I'm a woman. You don't think that I I can appreciate some violence? You don't think no. that I what? I can enjoy watching a a fight between some people that I've never met and and my champion here, Strongfoot Selvi. You have to choose somebody. You want us to what? fight you to get inside? One person to step up, mano et mano with Strongfoot Salvi here, uh, and for my enjoyment. So please make it entertaining. We, we are so we, tired. This is silly. We just kill like four Koro dudes on horses. Oh, did you? Yes. Four Koro dudes. And the other ones huh? ran away. That's how we got these horses. She looks around at the other dozen or so pirates around her. Does that mean you want to actually fight? Or just go through this initiation ritual where oh my gosh, one of you fine. fights. Fine, initiate me. All right. Or us, or whoever. Yeah, whoever. So you ask us to choose a champion. Yeah, choose, choose one person. And they'll, they'll fight Strongfoot Selvi here. Oh, Team Huddle. I turn around. Yeah. Team Huddle. Team Huddle. Yes. How is everyone doing? I have one spell slot and 12 hit points. I am strong. The light is with me. <laughs> How are your hit points? If I were to somehow put a number to how I feel at this moment, <laughs> I would say 16 out of 28, which is really just a, the number that came to me at this moment. Mm -hmm. All right, I'm at 18 out of 21, but all I, I got I got one bardic, that's it. I shall Great. take on this burden. Girl, you go for it, and you gonna look fly as hell doing it. Strong Beyonce energy, and I give you bardic inspiration. <laughs> Except, thank you. Um, I look at both Titan and Joe, we've gone through a lot, but I also don't know them mm. super well yet, uh, but I do know them more than others. I was about to so say, I, you've been through it. It's, I know it, it might not be a lot of hours, but it's, it's been a lot. It's been a long day. It's true. I'm really looking forward to like getting this initiation done so we could just like take a nap and chat, because I think <laughs> we really, honestly, this has been the craziest like three days of my life, and yeah. I feel like we really need to like get into it. Mm. Let us pray. And I've had some crazy three days, let me tell you. <laughs> let us let us pray. I put out my hand so that we may form a circle of prayer. I put my hand on her hand. Yeah. Yeah, my totally. Hand. All right. So the three of you are uh, are praying in a circle and Jaqueta folds her arms and says, all right, so you've decided who's stepping up? I turn around. It is me. All right, strong foot, Salvi. You know what to do. And... <laughs> This is so sexual, and you can't fucking tell me it is not. <laughs> and uh, Goldtooth Bonnie takes off all her clothes. What? <laughs> and Goldtooth Bonnie says, "All right, so this is uh, to be something of a an initiation, uh, you know, hazing, whatever you want to call it. It's uh." It's an excuse for for violence, you know, non-lethal. Yeah, let's call hopefully. it what it is. Yeah, yeah. So let's get to it. Ground rules. What do you want? Weapons? No weapons. It's up to you. I keep my staff. Great. And uh, if you call mercy, we won't respect you. Okay. <laughs> but will you respect mercy? I'm sorry. If someone says mercy, you won't kill them. Well, sure, but then we won't respect you, and we might just kick you out. Sure. Okay. So low stakes, then. Cool. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um. Everything clear? As Crystal, baby. Great. Jasu, please, just like, I don't know. Can you just like make sure you punch her in the titty? <laughs> the light will blind them and I take up my staff. All right. So they make a, a little bit of a ring with their bodies as they begin to clap and holler at you. 
and strong foot Selvie steps inside this ring. What does Sylvie look like? Sylvie's got a strong build wearing a, a breastplate Hot. and big boots that, that have no laces. Mm-hmm. A Chelsea boot, nice. Oh, <laughs> you wish. Uh, they have <laughs> spots for laces. The laces are just gone. Oh. They're just unlaced. So their feet have enlarged and they can't tie their shoes anymore. As she's getting ready to fight, she draws a scimitar from a a sash around her waist and slips a a set of brass knuckles onto her other hand, cracks her neck, and then kicks off her left boot. Okay. It's so I can use my strong foot, she says. She says that directly to me. (laughs) I I don't say anything. Her left foot, you see, no sock in sight. It's curled, gnarly toenails and has a slight greenish color to it. The foot? Roll initiative. Okay, but wait, her body doesn't have a greenish color, just her foot does? No, just her foot. Okay. I note to myself that I should pray for her. (laughs) All right, I want the, the two of you to roll initiative as well. Oh, shit, okay. Nine for Jasu. 21. 15. Okay, so as the clapping begins and Jacqueta says, well, get to it. We don't have all day. Joe, you are the first action. So the way this is going to work, Joe and Titan, you can kind of tell, probably shouldn't get physically involved. Uh, You already gave some bardic inspiration, Titan, but you could do other things like that, things that might be somewhat disguised or help in some other way. Okay. So Joe and then Titan, you will be next. I am going to do the help action, and I'm going to do that by using prestidigitation to (laughs) shower myself Mm. in like glistening sparks while my hair blows. So I'm just going to look really fly and like distract Sylvie because I think that Sylvie you know, might find me cute. Okay. This is a sex, and this is now the sex episode. I'm gonna like unzip my uh, onesie just like a little bit, (laughs) and that's my help action. We're quote unquote fighting. We're, this is a combat encounter. I get it now. It took me a really long time to catch on, but I I actually got it now. Okay, awesome. Would you say that you're- I'm trying to make eyes at Sylvie. So it's kind of like a distraction? Yeah, yeah. Okay, great. I am going to allow you to make a persuasion check and if you beat Selvi here, then Selvi is going to get disadvantage on her first attack or ability awesome. check. Great. 12. All right. Selvi on her wisdom rolled a 13. Oh. So Selvi uh, looks at you, but then shakes it off and says, Wait, 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 wait. Can I, uh, can I, wait. Do it. Do it. Tides of chaos. Can I tides, tides of chaos? Of chaos this? I, I mean, I've Yes. <laughs> yeah. Tides of chaos, your boob roll. Okay. (laughs) So just I'm just gonna roll over time. Just yeah, just just like just one more button, Joe. One more button. (laughs) Fuck. Damn it, Joe. It was a one. I rolled a one. (laughs) Okay, what? Which is a seven total. And you just like end up looking really sloppy. What happened? (laughs) (laughs) What happens? Yeah, my hair that I can kind of control with my magic ends up just getting a little like unruly and ends up like tangling itself in front of my face like being a mess mm. and I have to sort it out. 
Love it. Yep. <laughs> All right, Titan, you're up. I, seeing this snafu, look at Strongfoot Selfie and, and say, ooh, you know you like a no-face girl. Uh, and I cast friends on them to try to actually have them roll that same thing again. Oh, sort of like basically giving them another check on that disadvantage. If, if you'll um, let me do it. Disadvantage. Yeah. But I'm casting kind of. friends. Okay, cool. Go ahead and roll a contested <laughs> persuasion check or performance. Or... Oh, it's not not great. Just a 12. Selvi gets a six. Great. I win then. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and Selvi uh, finally looks over at the two of you and says, all right, would you, would you have enough? I thought we, we said the orgy comes after the battle. <laughs> and that brings us to Jasu. It is your turn. Wacky, wacky. That is a... 18 to hit. 18. That will hit. All right. So <laughs> while Selfie is looking over at uh, Joe and Titan making eyes, what do you do? I'm going to use my last divine smite. Ooh. Fuck. You ain't know they had one of those left, did you? <laughs> <laughs> That's right, bitches. Us came prepared today. 3d8. Oh, shit. Oh, my God. 15 damage. Holy shit. Okay, uh, you smack Selvi upside the face. She's not ready for it. And and as it happens, thunder waves just whoo, out. Jaqueta looks over and says, <laughs> what the fuck was that? <laughs> and as these thunder waves are, are shaking the, the very earth underneath your feet, you smell something really terrible. And you realize that it the dust that is risen from this quaking, thunderous might has caused some strange powdery substance to to loft into the air off of Selvi's foot. Oh no. Gross. Make a constitution save. No, that's disgusting. That is ridiculous. I have some things to say, and they are all to Torsten Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but I'm good, 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 good. So my con uh -huh. um, save uh, is plus two. So 21. 21. Woo. Okay. I my 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 trunk. That is the nose closest. <laughs> <laughs> Just ties itself into a pretzel. Yeah. Nope. Says. Absolutely fucking not. Not today. All right. Well, then she is going to shake her head a little bit, try to get the the sense back into her noggin, and turn around and with a, a swift left hook, come at you with these brass knuckles with disadvantage. 14 to hit. Fail. Okay. My glances off my shield. And then bring her scimitar up underneath her arm no. thrusting towards you. It's only a 15 to hit. Oh. Yep, still misses. Okay. Sylvie uh, looks at you and she says, just wait till you get a taste of my strong foot. Ew. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> the light purifies all. <laughs> and you see the, the crowd claps and hoots and hollers. You hear Goldtooth Bonnie shouts out. She says, well, you got a good fighter on your hands. And Joe, it is back up to you. I am going to cast Prestidigitation <laughs> again. Okay. And I would like to soil Strongfoot Sylvie's pants so it feels <laughs> like she peed herself. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay. 
Wow. Which will be distracting. Wow. Love it. Love okay. it. All right. Uh, okay, I'm gonna give her. Uh, I'm gonna give her a, another wisdom save here. Incredible. Can you give me a? Let me make this a make this an Arcana check. Eighteen. Uh, it's a fourteen. Uh, so uh, Salvi looks down. No, no it, it wasn't me though. It it wasn't. <laughs> I didn't do it. Um, as uh, as some of the other pirates in the circle begin to snicker and laugh. Titan. Wow. <laughs> Can I? I didn't do that. Uh, that wasn't. I I'm don't... just looking over it. Selfie, like, ooh, oh, I'm so sorry. That sucks. You peed yourself. <laughs> Selfie. I thought you said the orgy was for later. You already squirting all over the place. <laughs> Vicious mockery. <laughs> oh, amazing. Uh, is that a save? It is. A save. Ooh, rolled well here. Uh, is it a wisdom save? It is. 17. That'll pass. Okay. Selfie. Look. Okay. You and me, we're going to have some fun later. Ew. I don't think so. We, But only if you want, we, though. Because like, if you don't, I mean, not about that. I try I to, mean, I you try could, to hit You her might again. have fun. You might, but I don't know. No? Okay. I don't know. Great. Uh, I'm a little flustered. Yeah, go ahead. Take your attack with disadvantage. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> Pretty sure it's my turn, and I whack a bitch. It is your turn. 20. Holy shit. Two? Yeah. Yeah. That'll hit. I can't divine smite again, though. Ooh, I rolled well, though. So 11 damage. And that is ample. How do you (laughs) do this? Wow. Wow. So as this poor woman has peed her pants (laughs) and her foot smells, as I say, the light will purify you. I bring my staff down almost like a hammer on her head, Uh truly in my mind being like, please purify her. (laughs) Okay. Great. Make a religion check. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's do it. Ooh, not bad. A 16. You got that D6 and it's going to oh, go yeah, away soon well. anyway. <laughs> you're right, you're right. So, uh, dirty 20. Yeah. You get the sense that whatever this infection is, whatever is, is corrupting Selvi's foot, you could really benefit from the religious rites of cleaning. You could really help her out in this regard. Oh, Some soap no. and water. <laughs> uh, and as you are observing the foot and thinking about what the source of this infection might be, you notice a tattoo on the top of the foot in between two of the metatarsals. And it is a red circle with a black fist in it as some of the the green fungus has has been brushed off of it during this fight and by your your divine smites of, of cleansing. As I notice this, I look up to whoever's in charge. Jaquetta. Jaquetta. As I look up to Jaquetta, I go, are you part of the resistance? As I stand over the body of a soiled woman with a dirty basket. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she raises an eyebrow and says, well, it, it really is a good thing that we let you come inside. <laughs> and with that, we'll end our episode. <laughs> Jesus Christ, <laughs> superstar. <laughs> and with that, the sound of footsteps comes from a staircase around the corner of the keep. And you hear a familiar voice go, Joe? Oh my God, I'm so glad to see you again. And you turn around and it is Malaya, 
who is running down the stairs from inside the keep. Malaya? Wow. And Jasu and, and Titan, it's so good to see all three of you. Oh my gosh. Jaqueta, thank you so much for, for helping the... Oh my... What happened to Selvi? Is Selvi okay? She is in need of a bath. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Sorry, Joe's very flustered. You're here with the with the pirate? I'm so confused. What are you doing here? Jaqueta nods and says, yes, we we should cover some of these bases uh, and gestures to some of the, the other pirates who go to close the the gates. And Malaya turns to you and, and says, the message you brought, Titan, from your contact in the resistance told me to pass the message along to my contacts in the Corsair Isles. So I did. My contact, Fanny. Hey, Fanny. And Malaya waves to this this other woman who's on the other side. Uh, and, and she brought me to, to Admiral Darkwater here, uh, referring to Jaqueta. Mm-hmm. And Jaqueta nods and says, yes, we had already received word of Koro troop movements, like Malaya's message told us of. Our operatives inside Deep Hold had indicated that Typhon Head was likely to be their destination. And it seems that your intelligence confirms that, Jaquetta says, looking at the three of you. Yeah, that's what the letter said that I just gave to you and read out loud. Right, right, yes. Uh, thank you for sharing that information, by the way. She opens it and looks it over. Baron Coro hereby declares himself your rightful liege lord in accordance with the rights of law dictated by High Queen Margosa. Interesting. Does that make any sense to you? Well, High Queen Margosa, who, as you know, rules from the from the capital, mm-hmm. has recently issued new laws saying that mm. ancestral rulers will be recognized. Is that legal? And... The Koros used to control this land. It sounds like the queen said what he doing is legal. Yeah, the rollout of this transition is very poor. Messy. Admiral, why would he be doing this now? Like, especially if it's like, if he's got a legitimate claim to everything, why he bringing his armies out and trying to take out orphans and stuff? Especially coming here. Is there something special about this keep other than it, other than it's like, I don't know, strategery purposes? Well, I think that might be part of it. If he controls both Deephold and Typhonhead, he can control anything coming in and out of the bay. So my suspicion is that by striking here first, he can force the hand of Duke de Largo and not just say, hey, it's the Queen's Law, but say, you, know, you have to hand over control of the city to me. If you don't, I won't let any resources in or out of the bay. Do you happen to have access to a bird? Uh I'm sorry, a, to a bird? To pass on a missive. Do I have access to a bird? <laughs> Actually, Fanny. Fanny's got a parrot. I mean, this is the way that... Fanny walks over and you see a, there's a bright green parrot on her shoulder. Yes, Fanny says. I would like to send a message. Okay. And you're asking me about that? Yes. We. That's, that's how it works in this realm. I grew up here. <laughs> I know. Boo, you did not grow up here. Why are you fronting? <laughs> I've said in this world, uh-huh. in this Jasu, world. Jasu, you, uh, you see that this parrot is a, a bird that is native to the small peninsula. You're, you're from a small tropical, subtropical peninsula in Pure. And uh, there's plenty of parrots like this where you come from. 
Great. May I borrow your bird? I'm sorry. You want to... Borrow your bird? Borrow Olive? Olive, what a sweet and lovely name. Yes, I do. No is my answer. Can I make a persuasion check? <laughs> <laughs> I, I go over I go over to, uh, to Jesu. It's like, Jesu, what you trying to do with this woman's bird? What's happening? I just, I think that I really should tell my community what is happening. Oh, I see. So you want to send my bird to to help your community. Uh, wh- wh- where is this? Where's your community? We are from Pure. Oh, so like halfway across the world. Yeah, if there sorry. is a war happening here, it does feel like others should know. Okay, we agree. We certainly agree. And, and Jaquetta turns to you and says, there are messaging networks within the resistance that will get this word out as soon as we possibly can. We share your, your concern. Fanny's bird, however, I think it's a little inappropriate. And the, the bird goes, huh? Inappropriate. <laughs> is there a way, Torsten, for Jasu to be able to contact any of the people in Pure? Yeah, so we've talked about various long-distance messaging <laughs> systems, and you'd have to get back to Stormhaven to access any of those. Yeah, okay. Either magical or mundane means of messaging. Okay. This is big news, big business. People are going to know Jasu. I think first things first, we got to lock this stuff down. Uh, let the people in Stormhaven know because we're, we're going to make it back that way. And I'm sure House Mother will be able to get you a message to where it needs to go. Yeah, and I have to check on my dad eventually. So I'm not thinking we're going to camp out here for too long. And as you start talking about camping out, the sun has dropped far enough below the horizon that the light has turned to grays instead of bright purples as the twilight has worn on. And a shout comes from the battlements, and one of the pirates says, Coro Riders! And Jaquetta rushes up the stairs to look out, inviting you to follow her. I follow. Yep. And you see a large contingent of Coro Cavalry coming up the same route that you did um, and approaching the keep. Uh, Malaya comes up as well and says, Oh, damn. There's no way we can get, get the kids out. In front of them. What? Why? Why are the kids still here? Why did we fuck around with that whole initiation business? What initiation business? Malaya turns her head. What's done is done. Okay, I just uh, that's actually what I came down to tell you, Jaquetta. I finally managed to get the headmaster to let me in and talk with him and quell his fears. Uh, She turns to you and says they were understandably terrified that pirate ships had sailed up and then pirates had found a secret entrance. We got to reclaim that word for y'all. We really do. Jaquetta looks at you and says, oh no, please don't. Terror is the only way that we make money. Oh, okay. Live. It's what allows us to not murder people is that they're afraid of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I see. I see. Malaya says, so I, I managed to get him to trust us but there's no way those kids are going out if there's soldiers surrounding the fortress. Then we will have to sneak them out. Jaquetta nods and says, yeah. So we came in through the sea cave. Mm, that sounds sneaky. Mm-hmm. The only issue is you can't access it at high tide. The mouth of the cave fills up with water. It's part of why it's such a great hiding spot. We've used it for years. So in the morning, these kids know how to swim? Malaya looks at you. 
Wait, are you suggesting they swim out? You know, we swim for a couple hundred yards or whatever, and then we're free. Jaquita nods uh, at you, says, I don't know if that's a great idea, and uh, leads you over to a part of the walls where you can look down onto the ocean, and you see these big waves crashing into the rocks below. Even if some of them might make it, uh, I doubt they'd be excited about the idea. So is this, does the sea cave work that boats on lower tides are able to access the sea cave and then people get picked up in the cave? So we have to hold out till morning? You look out and you see the ships and she nods and she says, yeah, in the morning, the stargazer and the fang and bone, they're close enough that they can send skiffs in and we can pick up the kids and ferry them out. In fact, tide will be down and she uh, takes out a logbook. Uh, tide will be down uh, a couple hours before sunrise, so we could even do it when it's still dark. But we'll have to hold out for a little while. And uh, looks back over her shoulder at the increasing number of Koro troops who are beginning to surround the keep. Well, it sounds like we have to hold out. Yeah, it certainly does. So I'll, I'll tell you, our plan was to just try to take control of the keep. Didn't really involve the orphans. We were hoping to get here soon enough that we could send them down the road and just try to hold the keep. If we're using the skiffs to ferry kids back to the boats, it's gonna it's gonna hamper our ability to hold the keep. Why? Well, it's just, uh, if you could do that, then we can stay up. Oh, yes. Okay. Yes. Okay, great. I'm an expert sailor. Awesome. Yeah, no, you do the boats and the sailor. <laughs> I'm gonna roll and... a deception check on that. <laughs> it's an 18. Because that's the lowest that I can roll on a deception. <laughs> <laughs> she nods. Great, great, great. Okay, well, uh, look, I think it's it's probably about time to uh, to make sure that we have everything lined up so that the soldiers can't break in in the middle of the night. You three, you look a little weary. If you want to head into the keep for the night. Yeah, a nap and a snack, please, would be great. Sure, we can make that happen. Do you have hard-boiled eggs? By here. <laughs> I'll look around. It's fine. Fanny <laughs> nods. Yeah, actually, I think uh, I think we do have some hard-boiled eggs. Perfect. Okay, so the three of you and Malaya all head back towards the keep, and Fanny comes with you. And on your way, Malaya points to this this big stone door and asks Fanny. So Fanny, is that the route to the sea cave? Fanny nods, and you look at it. It's big red granite door that looks like it hasn't been opened recently um, but was opened uh, to let these pirates come into the keep and it has a relief sculpture on the front of it and you see that this relief sculpture depicts this stylized very old artistic style battle going on between this you know, warrior-esque person who's got a big beard and holding a, a spear and is fighting this monster. The monster has the shape of a human torso with wings emerging from its shoulders behind it. But instead of legs, it has these writhing snake bodies underneath it in coils and twists and it has a blue gemstone in its chest with what look like lightning bolts radiating out from it 
Can I do like a history check or something? Can I do the same? Yeah. Yeah, go for it. Nat 20. Awesome. 17. Nat 8. <laughs> Titan, I think you, perhaps you get entranced by this stone and you realize that it's not a it's not a real gemstone or anything. It's, it's cut glass with some blue paint behind it. Mm. It looks new even. It looks like it's been it's had to be replaced recently or something like that. Mm. Cuz you know, this this fortress is it's not ruins. It's not like the tower up top. Like this, this fortress has been used very, very recently. Mm-hmm. Joe, you look at this monster and you have seen it in books, like stories that feature this monster. And this monster is called the Typhon. And you, mm. you remember like, oh, right. That's they call this Typhon head. This is Typhon. And Jasu, you know everything. Look over at titan's staff and something just clicks the shape of that gemstone the fact that there's electricity coming out of it you think that that blue gemstone has got to be a depiction of the gem in titan's staff i point that out to titan and i say i think the gemstone is the same as the one in the staff Huh. Titan Titan like takes out the staff and like ho- holds it up and makes and like compares the two. Mm-hmm. So you trying to say that the gem in my staff is like has something to do with this Typhon? Perhaps. I mean, look at it and then I place them side by side. Uh, yeah, I let I let I let Jesu hold the staff cuz I'm curious if something might happen. Okay. I hand it over to him just be like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. Show me." Make a Insight, religion. Me? Something like that. Yeah. Another nat 20. Holy Jesus. <laughs> At first, you, you hold it up, and it, I mean, it looks, sure, like some kind of artistic representation of this gemstone. And I think that, you know, you all know that true gems like this are extremely rare and haven't been found commonly for a very long time. And so it sort of seems like, I don't know, fitting that some old sculpture has a depiction of this gemstone that you know is important to the Koro family. They made this artifact, the Tempest Bringer, out of it. And they apparently like built this fortress. And so like them wanting to, to make a drawing about it and put it into some kind of like, you know, old monstrous myth kind of sure whatever but then you get a little bit of a a sense hmm. a divine sense almost i don't have any more uh, oh wait i lied i do have i have two more divine rests i'm so sorry okay i will use a divine sense so you use a divine sense and something that wasn't palpable physically but you can perceive with your divine sense, it's like this this staff is kind of vibrating. Like the, the staff is activating in some way. And then it floats away as your divine sense deactivates. And Malaya waves to you and says, come on, we should probably get inside. They're starting to take up battle positions on the walls and leads you into the keep. I shrug and hand the staff back to Titan. I don't know. We should go inside. Okay. Great. We'll go back inside. Yeah. Malaya says, okay, I want to go check in with Headmaster Oramaya DeLargo. 
he's just a distant cousin of the duke but i just want to i want to check in with him and make sure that everything's okay and and let him know what what our plan is you find a find a place to sleep uh i guess there's probably bedrooms yeah there's bedrooms i'll ask him if if we can use bedrooms because that seems like a nice thing to do instead of just sleeping on this cold hard ground don't you think is there air mattresses um (laughs) oh bedrooms would be fine okay great (laughs) and uh malaya goes off to find the headmaster anything that the three of you want to do I think that I turn to Joe and Titan, and I don't think we've had a moment yet to talk about this. I would like to say to them, I know that we are, we have been through much together, and I know that the light of Sulian shines upon all, but I do not know that your powers come from the light. How are you able to do what you do? Powers? What are you talking about, powers? Well, Titan, you are able to strike a blow as if a punch of the fist with just words. And Joe, I've oh, seen Oh, yeah, your... I, do be, I do be throwing some shade. You right. <laughs> I mean, physically. The library is always open for tightening your belts. But you are able to make physical wounds. Yeah, I'm that good. Is that... I turn to Joe. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. I won't speak for Titan, but I got my powers from my mom. I think it's just matter of fact for Joe too that like not everyone in her family is a magic user, but my mom came from a jeer and is magical <laughs> and is able to cast spells and my father is not. And that was something that I inherited from her. And so my magic does not come from your god, Zulian. You're able to shape the world with because of your parents. Yeah. Is this strange to you? Yes. Hmm. <laughs> I turn back to Titan. Is you as yours from your parents as well? Where do you think you you be getting your smiting and stuff from? Any power that I wield from strength to the blessings of healing, obviously, are from the light of the sun. Now we've been watching Jesu smite for some time now. Mm. Did it look different just now, Jesu? Oh, yeah. It's pretty clear that, I mean, you guys, I think, saw a few of hers before, and hers before were very different than what they Mm -hmm. are now. Mm -hmm. Plus, my marking's gone, and when I pray, it no longer feels like a light is shining, but that there is a wind that is forming around her. That. It is a different vibe. Yeah, so I'm going to be like, where do you think you get your smiting and stuff from? Because it used to be all bright and sunshine, and now it's all like thunder and lightning. Did you do that? You decided to, you just like decided like, I'm going to do thunder lightning now. Because <laughs> that's how I see it. I'm just like, you know what? This person needs to sit their ass down. So I'm going to tell them. And then a lot of times they do. I, uh, I. You try it, try it, try it with me right now. So like, um, act like, you know, I just like said something shady about your outfit. And you just tell me to take several seats in your own way and see what happens. <laughs> You should sit down. (laughs) You seem like you are weary. I mean, I do feel sad now. Yeah. (laughs) See? You just keep practicing like that and like under duress. Who knows? I, uh, okay. I, you see Jessu struggling to both acknowledge that something has changed within her, but also acknowledge that you are all saying that your powers don't come from the same thing either. And she's sort of just frozen, just looking at you, being like, uh, I, uh, 
I put my <laughs> hand on Jesse's muscular arm. I think it's time for a rest now. Yeah. And uh, Malaya comes back in and says, okay, so Oromaya's going to stay in with the kids. They're all still uh, a little freaked out, but he did say that we could have, there's a whole block of dormitories that weren't filled yet. The school is still quite new and was what do you call that? The amount of people. Enrollment still hadn't hadn't filled up. So there's plenty of, of available bedrooms so we can all get some rest. It's good to see you again, Joe. It's nice. Oh to, my it's, God. I'm surprised to see you, but it's nice to see you. Oh my God. I cannot believe that I haven't asked you about Longstrom. Have you seen my family? Do they have water? We haven't been back. Oh. oh. Since you sent us out. Right. Am I interpreting this question correctly? Yeah. Okay. You are. Yeah, we went out and we've been on this camping trip now for X amount of days. <laughs> so I, I don't I'm sorry that I can't report back that I'm not I'm okay. not sure, but shit has you, really just been rolling did since you we left. Figure out her what house. was going on with the water? Yes. It was corrupted. Oh. The Koro family was corrupting the waters. Shit. So yeah, we figured it out. We don't know. I mean, it seems to have cleared itself up. Okay. We're not quite sure how that came about. I mean, and I kind of like lean into her sure. and like, seemed like Josu did some shit and it just like fixed itself. Not quite sure. Mm. But for the time being, it feels like the water is cleared up. Okay, great. And uh, and you can you can spend some more time going through more details with her as you get ready for for some rest. Is this a long rest? Yes, please. I'm guessing that you all want to take a sleep? Yep. Heck yeah. Yes, please. Nap time. Nap time. So you you all find rooms where you can settle down and just about eight hours later. Yes. We get a full eight hours. And uh, so while you're while you're sleeping in the in the middle of the night, a cry goes up from outside and you hear Something over the bay from one of the pirates outside. I get up. And you hear more activity outside and some shouts as the pirates are clearly getting ready for some activity outside. What do you all do? I mean, it seems like it's about time for us to be able to take these kids out of here, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Many hours have passed and you think that it's probably about time to go start getting kids down into the sea cave. As soon as we hear shouting, I stand up and turn to the Joe and Titan and go, we must flee. Yeah, of course. I would like to find, do we do we settle on who was going to like show us where the kids were and where we needed to go? Malaya comes in and says, uh, okay, it seems like the there's soldiers that are getting ready to uh, attack. And the Koro soldiers? Yeah, the Koro soldiers, they've surrounded the walls and it looks like they're getting ready for some kind of action. So what's on the um, horizon? What did we just hear? I, I'm not sure. I couldn't see anything. My eyes suck at night. Oh. But I, I just went and talked to... I'm going to look over the horizon then. Your eyes suck at night. <laughs> I look outside. Great. Uh, you go look outside. Give me a perception check. Yeah, I'm going to look too. I'll smell. 15. Oh, yeah. And uh, speaking of perception checks, as Malaya comes in, you're... <laughs> and it was the smell of Malaya that you couldn't quite put your uh, finger on. Well... I rolled my smell check with advantage because it's smelling, mm-hmm. and I got another natural 20. A, a, no. third one. But with a wow. different dice this time. Wow. <laughs> I only got a nine. A nine. And a 15. Okay, you you 
burst out through the doors, run down the hall, go out onto the onto the walls, and you look out through this chill night air, and you see a shadow flying low over the water. It looks to be the shape of a bird. It, it's dark enough. You're just seeing a shadow against the waves. It could just be a, a seabird. But then you realize that it is much farther away than you thought it was. And it is not a small seabird, but a large bird with somebody riding on its back. Oh, it's that guy that we saw, the coral guy. Mm-hmm. Fuck that guy. It's the corals on their damn pigeons. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you see Goldtooth Bonnie is not far away, and she turns to you and she says, Ah, I think you're right. And she lights up a a torch and begins waving it in a signal pattern to the to the ships. And you see some activity start on the pirate ships down below. We must get the children. Uh, Malaya says, yes, let's do it, and starts to run down. As you are going in towards the children, you see that soldiers are beginning to move closer to the walls of the fortress. The hills rise sharply up above immediately outside of the walls here. And so you see that not only are there cavalry that are lined up, but there's also archers that are up in the hills that seem like they are ready to mount some kind of an attack. Fuck. And with that, Malaya turns around and and you see that with her is a a tall man who's uh, closing a a robe. And he says, okay, so you think that we have to leave now? Can't we just uh, wait until the morning? No. You can. No, we must flee now. Bring us. Uh, all right, and uh, and you you think that we need to go? Yes. Onto pirate ships. Yes. Is what you're telling me. Where are the children? Where are they? Th- they might be upon you. We must move. Uh, they're coming. They're all getting children. And you hear activity behind him in the in the halls of the dormitory as kids are are waking up and kind of screaming. Up, it's too early. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? When there's a war going on, there's a war. Oh, you didn't you didn't tell these kids what was happening? Wait, look, Children, look, we've been gather to... around. Mother is here. Uh, it's the... story time. Come to me, children. Yes. Children immediately feel a sense of calm and uh, <laughs> and emerge from their rooms. Oh, yes. Uh, or am I made it seem like we should be really, really scared? Uh, what what should we do? There's nothing to be afraid of. All you need to do is a follow a me. And Titan starts like dancing down the hall. <laughs> 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 so be like, come on now. Mm, yes, uh-huh. Left, right, uh-huh. One time, let's go. <laughs> Do-do-do. Do Charlie Brown. <laughs> I, I noticed that this is working, that, that the children seem to like be like feeling better, and I start trying to, but I'm just like a big, awkward elephant who's just like one sort of, the, of clunky. One of the kids steps Two up to you, Crisscross. cross. No, you just got to relax and do exactly what they're telling you. You just got to... Everybody clap your hands. <laughs> <laughs> and... And Malaya smiles as you are starting to get control of the situation. And Oromaya also is just following you. You see Fanny is running by with a bundle of, of weapons and points directly to the doorway to the staircase and says, down the staircase, you can't miss it. There's no turns. It'll take you right to the sea cave. There's two skiffs down there now, and the ships are sending more. 
as she as she looks up at the signals that Goldtooth Bonnie is making. Thank you. May the light shine upon you. All right. And clunk, clunk. Trying to clunk, dance along <laughs> with the children. Yeah. And with that, you all make your way into the stairwell, shepherding these children, the students of the Paltry Academy of Excellence, as well as their headmaster, Oramaya DeLargo, and escort them down into this dark stairwell. Ooh. And with that, we will end. Mm. Our session. Dun dun dun. Just dancing down. Clunk, clunk. Dun dun dun. Cha cha, real smooth. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, everybody. Now let's shift gears into some dirty crit. Dirty Dirty crit. crit. Sit back, (laughs) crack a beer, and let's talk about some critacular dirtiness. Okay, yeah, sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Keep keep throwing them out there. I love it. The number one thing that I do, I, I would laughed so hard, but just trying to like keep us on task and so didn't want to bring it up. But like, I for sure was like, we are the only people who know that this war is happening. No one else in the world knows that there is a war mm. happening. Mm-hmm. Of course, people know there's a war happening. <laughs> And I laughed very hard. I was like, "Wait, wow. you laugh because you you think that people do know, even though no, because I was like, oh, no one knows, and yet there was an admiral here and a full on actual army of pirates, but still mm. who could actually do something versus three people who were like, we're gonna go here and we're gonna we will be the ones to save the orphans. Do we have a plan? <laughs> no, but we will be going. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was pretty we are the crazy. nonprofits uh, of the <laughs> yeah. world." hello i have a lot of funding and a mandate (laughs) and that's enough so speaking of which did crit happen yep Woo! i mean less why why overthink it let's start with our our arrival at the gates of the keep and the ominousness which with which torsten greeted us are we at some frat party hazing? Are they gonna yeah. kill us? Are yeah. they trying? Is this like a eyes wide shut situation? What What are we doing here? What are we doing? We didn't really. I also will air out that I definitely had a picture of a man at first. Hundred like, percent. So when even though even though Torsten had said specifically that this was a woman, I was like. Yeah, like the last episode when we knew there was going to be a pirate and so like there was no pronouns used quite yet. But like mm. for some reason, pirate, man, that's like who I see. And so I had to like reframe a bit. Mm-hmm. Also, what was that about them not taking men? They were like, if you were a man, you wouldn't be able to. <laughs> yeah. Be yeah, we didn't here. really get into that, did we? No, I said, um, what? <laughs> yeah, I, it's a good question. I don't even know if that'll still be in the episode. Yeah, yeah, it was it was fun building that out and I'm not going to lie, hard to justify the trope of initiation violence. Maybe I'm maybe I'm off base here, but I feel like it's mm. a it's a really common trope of oh, we just meet you wrestle in the street, you know, mm. like some kind of hazing ritual. And I, I think part of the reason that it was hard for me to write was that they were femme and women and that mm-hmm. it would have been a lot easier. 
like when I had start because when I got that idea, I they weren't necessarily like you didn't know who they were yet. It was much yeah. I didn't know who they were. I didn't and and so the idea of a bunch of pirates that's where the idea for the initiation violence came from mm-hmm. but for some reason it became really hard to write it when it was women and and femme hmm. people yeah because i i will say that like in being inside of it i did honestly keep forgetting that you had presented us with female presenting characters mm. it's interesting that that's that was like your struggle or or your what was happening for you as you were trying to write it and come up with it and because I, I definitely think I felt some of that because especially in like in the beginning when they're like, oh, we're not going to let like, oh, they're going to come inside. And also the like the like, oh, if you were men, we would just kill you. I'm just like, all right, because like you don't perceive us as men. What are you going to do to us? That's mm-hmm. sketchy. But yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, it's interesting that yeah. you said you were having trouble with it because like, yeah, throughout the that interaction, I also like had to keep reminding myself I was like. I mean, you know, they're still behaving in this way that I don't approve of or, or that has mm-hmm. like that is problematic. Sure. But like is this and you were doing that because they were very violent or like what was it that was making you think that it was women or it was not women? The way in, like the way in which that like the idea of doing like the this kind of violent entry thing. And also part of it, like for real, is like, you know, I'm I'm watching Torsten say these words as well. Yeah, 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 totally. And the like my the association I got particularly even before the violence, it was actually like the the like kind of wink, wink, nudge, nudge. We're going to let you like we'll let you inside if X, Y or Z things. Why don't we take you down to this place? Mm -hmm. Felt very like um, uh, it started to make me. Titan feel like what are these people going to try to do to me mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, in a way that was not necessarily just like oh we're gonna fight it was like oh mm-hmm. they don't perceive us as men and they're trying to get us inside specifically for that reason mm-hmm. otherwise they would have kept us out I was like this is weird mm-hmm. This and it felt like mm-hmm. like yeah sure there's definitely a way of reading it that oh. it's like you know Oh, a one of us situation. It's like, oh, like, you know, having some kind of animosity towards masculine presenting folks. But it also could have been, it's like, oh, I had to remind myself that these weren't, and that like maybe they were going to do something else to us, which mm. is like started those, those kind of ideas started to run through my head. That's fascinating. For me, it was like, I knew that they were women, and I never was like, for me, it was like not, that didn't come up. And so for, when they invited us in and said, oh, well, you're in here because you're not men. And if you were men, we would just kill you. I was Deanna person, not Jesu person was like, OK, so these people are like hardcore feminists and are like, fuck y'all. And probably a little bit problematic and given that they're given off a lot of um, hyper masculine energy um, and have decided that all men deserve to die. But I get your vibe. Get it. Got mm. it on it. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's. Uh, yeah. Interesting, because this happens all the time in D&D, right? That people are writing about, writing from the perspective, yeah, a perspective that is not their own, be that gender or various other things. And I I was watching a documentary that was specifically about movies, and I wish I could remember the stats, but just about like, you know, the percentage of movies that are written by men and have mm-hmm. these female characters is so high, but then you have men writing female characters and how then there's like, potentially a disconnect 
it's natural that it maybe isn't natural to write for a gender mm-hmm. that is not your own. I think it also depends on the type of person, right? Like the type of character you're writing. Mm-hmm. Like to write a problematic, very violent woman would be hard for me not because it's a woman, but because writing someone who's very violent and does all of these things in general would be difficult. And so it's also like there's that aspect of it. But then when you add in an element that maybe you're not as comfortable with because it's not who you, like your own self, I can see why that would be even more difficult for sure. Yeah, and I must have, there must be something wired in my brain of like, men and violence specifically Mm. like oh these pirates that i thought that there was going to be some kind of violent encounter just because Mm. of what we learned about them that they're terror you know they're terrifying and whatnot that it was like oh this is not going to be like a pleasant encounter and so therefore Mm -hmm. then the picture in my head was a man because i don't associate women and violence not that I mean to do that, but that's like clearly sure. though what yeah. is happening in my brain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, 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 for sure. No, I feel that too. Um, and it's it was actually like, like I said before, it was like weird to have to keep, to notice that that's what was coming up and to have to keep reminding myself that it's like, oh, and, and not, um, does it matter? Does it not matter? It certainly is like, it's a fact, or at least that's, at least that's what was presented and the fact that like I was constantly like changing what what had been presented and asserted mm-hmm. by those characters was, you know, interesting mm-hmm. to note. Yeah, and I think it's particularly because playing a game like this where you're just like making shit up on and throwing paint at a wall. Mm-hmm. That's what I felt like I was doing a lot today was like, damn, I can't figure out exactly how to make this work smoothly. So I'm just going to try a bunch of different tactics and see which one feels like it actually is grounded in reality. Yeah. And not everything did. Some of the things that I was trying are like, oh, that's weird. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> Whoa, peel, peel back the screen. What felt weird? Was it the foot stuff or... Cause oh, no, the foot stuff was, was awesome. I love the foot that stuff. Was, that was the dirtiest of Chris that has yeah. ever yeah. happened. The foot stuff? Oh, my God. My, that was joyous. What didn't you like? Or what was dirty about the... Oh, no, no. Not not, not dirty, dirty. In, a, not in a bad way. It was just like, that's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Take a bath. No, the name came to me first. It was like, Selvi's strong foot. Okay, she's really, really strong. Oh, she also has a strong smelling foot. Great. Got it. Boom. <laughs> Done. <laughs> Character. She needs to go to a doctor. She needs to go to a doctor. Uh, yeah, I like Selvi. Uh, Selvi's fine, by the way. Um, just in case anybody was worried that she got hit by uh, a thunderous, which is... I was kind of thinking that she was fine just fine. based on how that fight was set up. But I am curious, yeah. though, to go back to what Joshua had asked you about like what felt... What was the question, Joshua? Oh, that Torsten was saying that like there were certain things that felt discombobulated or like that they didn't well, like, really pan out. Yeah, totally. For one, there's just, and this is just like, now that we've talked about it so much, it's going to have to be in the edit. Um, but like the moment of me saying, oh, if you were men, we'd have to kill you was it kind of felt like one of those where I said it and it was like, 
Well, that's not the version of these characters. That, like, it doesn't mesh with the way that these characters have felt up to now. Like Now they're man-hating cults. I will tell you that I wrote that line before the session, and I feel like maybe there's a version of the way that it went where they that did fit more with their characters. But by the time we got to me saying that, it didn't fit anymore. And it was just like immediately like, okay, I would like to cut that out of the edit now, please. And thankfully, we have a podcast where we can do that. But even then, you'll see contradictions fall in and, and like from session to session, totally. Like, I'm sure we'll, we'll have listeners who t tell us that, you know, one thing from somebody's backstory from episode two doesn't mesh with what they say is true in episode eight. They wouldn't like, dare. <laughs> they come wouldn't. And like dare. that all has to be okay because we're making... Find a flaw. We're flawless. It's both like whatever you say in the moment is true in that moment. But also if you say it's not true the next moment, then it's not true anymore. Yeah. Like two thoughts is I think that it's great to not be precious with these totally. things. Like mm -hmm. exactly what you said. If like when you in the moment it's true, but then if we decide to change it and I feel like as long as we all agree that we don't have to be pressure or precious about it, then yep. great. I I thought it was interesting because I've never thought about um being a verbal processor or not being one and how that potentially affects how you play D D. It's just I've never thought about it in that way before because I I would say I don't identify as a verbal processor. And so much of this game is like you're just saying it. And it's really only when we're in combat or like we're in initiative that I can think through things in my head before saying them. Mm. And I feel like that's has been interesting throughout this game because I don't want there to be two versions of Joe. <laughs> one where I like have more time to think and one that I don't. But like I do think that that not could happen because I don't think there's two versions of her to that extreme. But yeah, it is my brain. Kylie's brain processes things not verbally. I like to like sit in journal, write them out, think them through. And D&D &D does not allow for a lot of that. Mm. Yeah, so I'm definitely not being precious about whatever's coming out of my mouth when we're <laughs> playing. <laughs> yeah. Anything, any crit that you expected to happen that didn't? I have no expectations. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, boom. Never asking um, that question again. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean to shut you down. I mean, like going in, I, I thought we was going to get on a boat. And mm. I guess we about to get on a boat, but like. Mm. Yeah, I thought we were going to ride these horses onto a boat and maybe not have to go to this keep. Mm, gotcha. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. You were like pirates, and I was like, cool, let's get on a boat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Any hopes and fears for next session? I'm scared for these children. Mm -hmm. Like, we got a midnight run trying to smuggle these children under onto some boats in, in the pitch darkness. This is, you know, it's funny, like, when Titan, I did not expect for Titan to like immediately be like, oh, I'm really good with kids. <laughs> um, I was not expecting that, but it's like, oh, snap, Titan's was really delightful. good with kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and now I'm all, and that makes me terrified for them. <laughs> yeah. Oh, amazing. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to see how the rest of us deal with children 
who may or may not listen, who may not may or may not understand the severity of the situation we are currently presented with. Mm. I think it will be very fascinating and very fun. Yeah. Anything, Kylie? Nope. Cool. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, can't wait for next time. Deanna, anything you want to plug? First of all, my name's Steven. <laughs> right. Jermaine Stevenson. So sorry. So it's really embarrassing that you keep forgetting my name. I want to plug. Are you just going to cut, cut yeah, that's Steven right. off? Yes, the, I was Steve, going Steve. to. I mean, I was going to kind of fake Demolish. do it in case Deanna, not Steven, wanted to plug something, but... I don't never remember what I was. Oh, I pl- I'm gonna plug keeping your Christmas decorations or whatever holiday decorations up for mm. as long as you want. Nice. Keep them up. Never take them down. <laughs> I'm gonna <laughs> keep adding to them. The over and the over short again story I have about that exact topic is I just learned that when my grandmother returned home from New Year's, um, one of my family members had come into her apartment and taken down her Christmas decorations without asking because they thought <gasps> they were being helpful. You know, out of kindness. My grandma is 93. And my grandma was pissed. Yeah, I would have murdered her. I would have been a 93-year-old in jail. <laughs> no, it's not my plug, but just like about keeping decorations up. And it was just like totally because sometimes to people do want them to linger. Yeah. Um, and so just thought that the world should hear that story. <laughs> I Aww. want to plug... The support, sorry, Tor, I'm kind of taking yours. I want to plug the support that we've gotten on our Patreon page. I just learned that yeah. my uncle Paul joined our Patreon page. I don't, and Aww. that's just great. So we've just had yeah. some really lovely support from our community since, yeah, since releasing the podcast. And so I just want to plug our great community. Yeah. And just for uh, context, you will be hearing this long after. We are recording this, but we're recording it shortly <laughs> after launching. And so having patrons join already has been really, really great. Truly incredible. Thanks, Kylie. Joshua? I don't know when this is going to come out, but um, like I said, I'm calling in from beautiful Albany, New York. That's the capital mm. of New York State. Um, and I'm doing a wonderful play called The Secret Hour at Capital City Rep. So shout out to Cap City Rep yes. for um, letting me record in a place where there aren't the wonderful ambient sounds of Brooklyn and sirens and street noise <laughs> for the next uh, several weeks. Uh, all right. I am going to plug talking to your friends about this show. Aw. Because I think as, I, as I've been going back and thinking about it, every podcast that I listen to, I started because a friend recommended it. That's real. Which includes NADPOD. And one of those friends was Joshua. It took two. Like, it took two people recommending NADPOD before I finally actually listened to it. Shout out, Isaac. Yep. You know who you are. <laughs> Isaac. And uh, and even, like, big podcasts like The Daily from New York Times. Like, it was only because, actually, same time, Keshav told me to listen Shout out, Keshav Mudliar. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. So, if you are enjoying what you are hearing, which I think you probably are since this is episode 10, 16 weeks after we recorded it, then uh, this week, I challenge you to tell five friends. Multiple times. Five friends, multiple times. <laughs> and uh, and then, after you've done that, head on over to the Patreon where you can find more of us. Find the link on our socials at When Crit Happens. Crit on them, everybody. Crit on them. Crit, 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 crit on them. Bye. Hope you enjoyed the show, everyone. Special thanks to Cullen Fitzpatrick for our theme music and original musical underscoring by Wormwood, Balin Wagner, and Benjamin Bergdorf. 
Full episodes come out every other Wednesday. On the off weeks, exclusive content is released for our members. Head over to patreon.com slash whencrithappens to join the community. Thanks for listening.